Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. This is Lori Lee, and I'm excited about our time together of telling stories, evaluating our own stories, and lifting ourselves and others to greater places because of our control over our story. This podcast is about empowerment and giving you, the listener, ideas to work with in making your stories work for you. Power serves you best when you know how to use it. Today's episode 23, I want to introduce you to Marvin Kassler. I found Marvin sitting at a booth representing the Pacific Crest Trail, also known as the PCT. And this trail starts at the Mexican border and climbs straight up the U.S. to the Canadian border. Endurance, perseverance, perspective, these are all at the heart of every PCT journey. It's a place where people discover not only the trail, but what they have inside themselves. And as it turns out, Marvin has not only hiked 1,025 miles of this trail, but he's also hiked 3,200 miles of the Continental Divide Trail, 800 miles of the Arizona Trail, and 500 miles of the Colorado Trail. He is what is known as a section hiker, and today he is with us to talk about the very purposeful creation of the exact life he wants to live. Hi Marvin, how are you? I'm doing great. Life's good. Awesome. <laughs> so one thing I noticed is that you are known by a lot of names, and I want to start here because I believe those names will kind of help you explain all the parts of your life. So you're Marvin Kassler. You are Mr. Kassler by your third graders. Oh, yeah, he's a third grade teacher, too. And Maverick is your hiking name. And where does Coco come in? And why so many names? <laughs> okay, well, Coco comes from uh, the uh, time I uh, spent 13 summers as a wildland firefighter for the Salt Lake BLM. Um, I worked for the uh, Bonneville Hotshots for uh, seven years and Salt Lake Hill Attack for six. And um, we had uh, a lot of guys. Uh, that we had a crew of about 20 people, and uh, uh, all our guys on the crew were males. There's a lot of uh, testosterone there. And if you know the story of uh, Coco, the lowland silverback African gorilla, and Kiki, I believe it was Jane Goodall, when you're out there for 14 days at a time fighting fire, you, you get pretty uh, hairy and scary and uh, smelly. So uh, Coco, the lowland silverback African gorilla came. And I'm a pretty big dude, so that's where that came from. So Marvin, one of the things that I think is so fascinating about you is that you live a very unconventional life. You have chosen, you're a third grade teacher, which is super normal, right? But then you actually have chosen not to live in a house. You've chosen to um, take lots of vacation time and go hiking on these trails. Even during the school year, you just have a really original way of living, of creating your very own story exactly the way you want it. And so many people, don't think about living outside the box and you not only think about it but you absolutely do that so would you start with telling the listeners kind of give us an overview of the life you've created for yourself and how you live okay um the first thing is i like to live life kind of on my own terms um life's short and um and basically i'm just trying to live it to the fullest um i do have a teacher's salary uh, you know if you have a mortgage and uh all that stuff you know a significant other you know it gets pretty pretty expensive and you know there's not a lot of things you can really do you know you could do a couple vacations and stuff but uh 
My deal is, um, one, I like to uh, kind of reside in a storage unit. I have a 12 by 30 storage unit. Um, I have everything I need in there. Um, I have a, a Toyota Prius that I have. Um, I like to pull my Prius in there. Um, I'll sleep in the back of my Prius. Uh, but what this lifestyle does for me, um, I'm able to, uh, with the money I have that I save, um, I can do my trips, especially in the summer, these long uh, section hikes that I like to do. And, um, and then uh, I'm also obsessed, well, I don't know if it's obsessed, but I'm a super fan for the University of Arizona Wildcats. And I like to uh, attend as many sporting activities as possible. So for me, uh, living in Salt Lake City, uh, Tucson, Arizona is the uh, home base for the University of Arizona. So every game for me is an away game. The last two years, the last two years, uh, I went to every home and away football game. And um, I enjoy going to the games. Um, uh, I, I dress pretty silly. I have my, my beard is blue. I wear a Viking helmet. Um, but I like to interact with the fans, take pictures with them. And I think that's the big thing, you know, having them having a smile. And But, you know, my other thing is my hiking. But the lifestyle that I provided, the simplicity of living in a Prius and a storage unit and not having those expenses have given me um, the opportunity to go, you know, do as much as I want. So... Okay, so with that, you also have chosen um, not to have a significant other, and you obviously don't have utilities, and we were talking earlier, and you're saying, you know, in the summer, it's really hot in the storage unit. I mean, you have to actually make some real-life sacrifices to create the story you want, and you're okay with all that. Oh, yeah, I'm totally on board with it because, again, life is short, and the important things in my life that make me happy are, one, hiking, so all summer I'm gone. So I'm not in the storage unit in the summertime, but it does mm. get warm. It does get warm there when I do come back, you know, to teach in, in uh, the end of August and in May. But um, I, I have ways to cope with that. Um, you know, there's fans and stuff like that. <laughs> but um, uh, or I'll uh, actually drive the Prius uh, up in the mountains and then uh, sleep up there where it's cooler. But again, I am gone all summer living the lifestyle I want, living the life I want walking, hiking, um, you know, being in the outdoors is a meditation for me. The nine months out of the year when I am school teaching, I do yoga, um, the Bikram yoga, which is a meditation also. But, um, you know, in the summer I'm out there, I'm um, with mother nature. Um, I'm meeting other hikers, like some of my best friends or the hikers that I meet. That lifestyle is about, you know, living life to the fullest, doing what you want. And, uh, you know, being the super fan, being the, the you know, being the, the hiker, the section guy. That's what it's about for me. I notice you have a lot of followers, both as a super fan and as a hiker. You have lots of friends and people that are excited about following you and what you do. And I've seen your pictures of the super fan. Crazy, like literally, if you guys can picture those guys on the front row at the games, the, the, the crazy painted bodies, all that. This is him. And he has a... I'm going to call it a costume, I'm not sure what you call it, but that you wear every time you go to these games, right? Yes, correct. Yes. It's um, it's basically a, a Viking helmet that I bought on Amazon. I painted it uh, Team America red, white, and blue for uh, University of Arizona. Uh, I put decals on it, and then um, I wear a basketball jersey. Uh, uh, I like to get the sports short shorts. Uh, that's my thing. <laughs> and then uh, even when I'm hiking, I have a pair of tiger stripe or orange short shorts, you know. Um, 
Uh, and then um, I wear uh, red canvas sneakers and um, that's, oh, and I paint my beer blue. <laughs> that's, that's a big thing. I get a lot of compliments on that. And then I just get those little tat, you know, tatty stickers that the cheerleaders wear and I put them on my face. So I'm, I'm known as the um, hashtag AZ Viking. So that's what they know me out there. Okay, so tell us some of your stories because you have to have some great stories. What's what's a really memorable hiking story, and what's your most memorable Arizona Wildcat Superfan story? Okay, well, I would have to say my well memorable, um, like uh, sketch one or you know scary one would be uh, uh, in 2015. I was on the CDT in Yellowstone, and um, uh, Yellowstone National Park. I came around the corner and there was a grizzly bear coming up the, the trail. It was probably about 30 yards away from me. And uh, I was like, oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this, uh, this might be the end of uh, Maverick or Coco or Mr. Cass or whatever you want to call it. And uh, um, the, the one thing they tell you to do is uh, to look big and, um, and to yell and make a lot of racking. So the first thing I did my heart rate went up, uh, you know, uh, you know, as you would, you know, think, but I uh, yelled, hey, bear, as loud as I could, and this thing took off. It didn't see me when it was coming up. It was just doing its thing coming up the trail, but when it, when I yelled, it just took off, and then for probably about 30 minutes, I was like, wow, <laughs> that, was, that was pretty, that was pretty cool. That was pretty intense. Like, every emotion you can think of, you know, uh, came up. Um, and then, you know, there's been a couple times, uh, uh, especially when you're in Colorado and you're at 10,000 feet, um, the, the, the lightning storms, the monsoons come in around mm -hmm. two or three. And uh, there were a couple times I almost got nailed by lightning. And you're just like, wow, that's, you know, I'm still alive. And uh, those are probably the, uh, probably the most memorable. And I would have to say the wind rivers of the CDT and the Sierra mm -hmm. Mountains of the um, Pacific Crest Trail um, are, are just amazing, amazing. Uh, places to be a part of and see. You know, listening to your stories, with the, the amount of mileage that you have covered, the beautiful places and things that you must have seen, I mean, it's just, when you have that many thousands of miles, it has to be phenomenal. The you know, the, the sunsets, the sunrises, the beautiful expanses of mountains and lakes and streams. And what a beautiful way to, to get to spend your summer. Yeah, it's um, like you said, it's amazing. You know, I'm out there with Mother Nature. It's a meditation. Um, and I'll admit there will be times, like you said, a sunset. Um, I'll almost be in tears or I'll be or I'll just like be, you know, just yell like, yes, you know, this is this is amazing. This is what it's all about. I'm living life to the fullest. You know, I'm doing what I want to do. I'm out here. This is, it's just great. And then the people you meet out there and you get to share it with them, you know, yeah, granted, I, I, I start usually by myself and then I meet people as I go, you know, and, and the other thing about it is just the journey. You never know what's going to happen mm -hmm. day by day. And it's just like, it's a different yeah, you do the same, you know, routine, you wake up, you hike, you know, you set your tent, you take a break and stuff. But then it's the people you meet, the, you know, the, 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 the views, the mother nature, the animals, all of it, you know, almost getting hit by lightning, running into a grizzly bear, just uh, coming around the corner and, you know, breathtaking view, just stuff like that. It's just amazing. It's awesome. You know, there's a beautiful simplicity to the way that you're living. And then there's also at the same time, 
this intense level of adventure and unknown that you are creating and that is unfolding before you as you walk that path and you allow that to happen in your story because you put yourself in that space of who will I meet today which you know what wildlife will I see today what crazy miracle do I get to experience today and that's truly a beautiful way to live it's touching yeah it's 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 crazy like I'll, I'll just give you a couple examples just crazy things like this and 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 the world's really small for like one example um, I just got done doing the uh, I was doing the continental divide and in 2015 and um, I just got done doing the uh, the basin of Wyoming and that section's about 200 miles and I was gonna go into Lander Wyoming I'm sitting there hitching and this vehicle goes by and uh, the guy stops picks me up you know I was only there for 15 minutes we start talking the guy he's like wait is your name Marvin Kastler? And I'm like, I look at this guy and he's like, <laughs> Andy Rosenberg. And we had met 10 years ago at my buddy's wedding. He was the best man at, at, um, at our buddy's wedding. So um, that was mm. crazy. Yeah, very crazy. And he, he gave me a, you know, he gave me an option. I can drop you off the lander or I can take you to my cabin. You can go water ski, you know, in uh, West <laughs> Yellowstone. So, um, yeah, so I ended up doing that. And then he, uh, he took me back to where I needed to be. And, uh, you know, I continued my, my hike. So, yes, I, I do have goals like, you know, the challenge of trying to obtain like this summer. My goal is to do 945 miles. I have 80 miles I want to do in Glacier of the CDT. Um, what happened in 2016, there were a couple fire closures. So um, what I want to do, I guess what you call us as a purist, I want to, you know, do every step of the CDT. Mm. And then I'm going to do 317 miles of the Arizona Trail, which I've already done, but I'm going to go southbound from the Utah border to Pine, Arizona. And the reason why is, um, first off, I need to let snow melt in Oregon um, for the Pacific Crest Trail. And then two, to get, you know, back into hiking shape. And then after um, I do the AZT in June, I will do that uh, week on the uh, CDT in uh, Montana and Glacier. And then I will be spending the rest of my summer doing the rest of Oregon of the Pacific Crest Trail. So on that section will be 517 miles. Wow. I wish you the best of luck. You have a great adventure, a great story you're writing just this year. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> thanks, um, thanks. Do you have a great story about the super fan side of things that you want to share? There isn't like one major thing. I think uh, I, I can think of one thing that comes to the top of my head was um, 2015. Uh, uh, I was able to attend the uh, Sweet 16 and the Elite 8 in uh, the Staples Center in uh, Los Angeles, California, and my Arizona Wildcats um, beat Xavier in the Sweet 16. but. Uh, yeah, they fell short uh, of beating Wisconsin, but um, I met a lot of ex-University uh, of Arizona basketball players and celebrities, and that was pretty cool. But I think the all-around thing that I get from the being the super fan, um, yes, I do like the attention, but the main thing is, you know, intermingling with the fans. Maybe, um, I don't know, maybe I, I'm a wannabe mascot. I don't know what it is, but um, I love intermingling with the fans. I like them I'm smiling. I like, you know, the comments and I like taking pictures with them. And uh, I just like to share that aspect. Um, yeah, right now they have me on the, uh, um, I'm in the uh, Pac-12 tournament commercial. They have me there at the end. And a friend of mine just texted it to me to 
you know, to show me that I'm on there. So yeah, you're Mark's famous. Like, yeah, Mark, yeah. So which is cool, you know. And I, I showed it to my students today, and they thought it was pretty awesome. And uh, yeah, March 11th and 14th, was, this will be the uh, fourth year that I go to the Pac-12 tournament. I'm, uh, yeah, I meant to be there. So yeah, and then a couple of years ago, I was on the front page of the Vegas Las Vegas paper. So there's a, there's a lot of aspects why I like it, but I think the number one thing is getting the smile from the fans, the reaction. That's that's what I like about it. Well, and it sounds like that's kind of what you, one of the primary things that you enjoy about your hiking trips also is the people you run into that, you yeah. know, you don't know who they're going to be, but that, that interaction, that social part is, it's always an unknown, but it's something that you get a lot of satisfaction out of in your story. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm about documenting everything and, um, and I loved, I, I love to be social. I love to interact with people. It's just, uh, it's part of me. Um. I don't know. Just life. Life's awesome, man. You know, I like to. I like to hear their stories. I'll share my stories too. But the cool thing out there when you're hiking is, you know, when you're with people, like I said, those people are my, you know, some of the tightest people I'm with, and I'm sharing it with them. And uh, you know, and you know, we can look back and we, you know, we'll laugh at it or you know, stuff mm -hmm. like that. We, you know, I keep in touch with all those guys and. I'm going to be back up there in Oregon and a bunch of them that were hiking the Pacific Crest Trail live in Oregon and they're going to be helping me out, you know, with logistics and stuff. So it's, it's a good, it's a good, uh, good culture, that hiking community. So if my listeners wanted to follow you or wanted to get in touch with you, what are the hashtags or the websites or any way that they could interact with you? <laughs> well, um, I'm, uh, like I said, I like to keep things pretty simple. Um, and uh, the really the only social media thing I have is my Facebook account, but uh, you could look me up, look me up Marvin Kassler, and I'm I, I don't have any skeletons to hide. As mm -hmm. long you know if there's no um, you know negative talk or anything, um, yeah, you could friend me on Facebook and you could follow me there. Um, I have no issues there. Um, I do not have an Instagram or Twitter. I don't have a web page. I basically I basically like I said I want to keep life you know simple. Um, I take my pictures, um, I post them on Facebook, I'll have a little, uh, some paragraphs of explaining like what happened that section, and then I'll have little comments under the pictures, um, but that's basically it, yeah. Too much social media for me, uh, it, you know, complicates things. I, I rather have my time, you know, just on one thing, you know, focus on Facebook and document there and it's easy. I understand. So yeah. in, in parting, what advice would you give to people who wanted to create their story on purpose, um, do it their own way, just like you have? Any advice? The one thing I would think uh, of is uh, try to figure out how you can live life on your terms. Um, I know we all have bosses, but um, just try to remember that life is short and uh, try to find time for the things that make you happy. Find time for the things that make you happy. I think that would be the, the number one thing I could tell them all. Thanks, Marvin. I appreciate you sharing your wild, crazy, and purposefully crafted story with us. The bard William Shakespeare said, this above all, to thine own self be true, and it must follow as the night of the day thou canst not be false to any man. So if you live true to yourself, create the story and the life that you wish to create with your time here on the earth. We'll also be living in authenticity and not only with ourselves, but with our fellow men. So be it a life of painting your face and traveling around as a super fan or hiking the longest trails across the country in short shorts <laughs> or creating something that's a little less extreme. You have one life to live and create your story. 
So live it and love it. Right, Marvin? I agree. And you know what? You, you said one thing there. Uh, be true to yourself. That would be my other uh, advice right there. Be true to yourself. Parting words. Have fun out there creating your story, guys. We'll see you next week on the next episode of Love Your Story Podcast. And in the meantime, we'd really like to hear some of your stories. So please log in to www.loveyourstorypodcast.com and go to the contact page. Share with us something about your story and maybe we'll use one of your stories on the podcast. Have a great week. Thank you.